0: Now it's time for Inspirational Women, and my guest, Dr. Catherine Athens, a licensed marriage and family therapist with over 25 years' experience, and she is also a prolific author whose books are wonderful guides to help us live our life fully, genuinely, and with love. Over the past year plus, Dr. Athens has been with us to navigate life in this time of COVID. And today we're going to look at how we move through the transition time. Dr. Catherine Athens, good morning. Thank you for joining us once again. It's so great to have you here.
1: It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me and and my great blessings to every one of your listeners.
0: Well, thank you. I think we all appreciate that and need those blessings, and let's keep that, like, right at the center of our hearts.
1: Exactly. Exactly, we must. And we must as we go forward.
0: Exactly. And that's, well, we're constantly going forward, true. But here we are, you know, we've been dealing with COVID-19 pandemic for uh, almost a year and a half now and it's it's been like this intense uh, classroom or life experience that we've had going on throughout the course of it now coming to the point where um, hopefully we're seeing a light at the end of the tunnel but that doesn't mean that things are now all wonderful and cheerful because one of the, the big things that's going on More people are vaccinated, so now the uh, dictums are coming out that you don't necessarily have to wear a mask out in public, and that has its own huge issues. So I'm wanting to have this important conversation about how people can feel right and comfortable about doing what they need to do for themselves.
1: Well, that's absolutely right. So many people in our area do not want to give up their mask. They've credited the mask for not a lot of illness. They've credited the mask for them not spreading any illness. And so the mask has taken on a whole new personality, if you will. You know, at the beginning of the pandemic, Dr. Fauci said, oh, A mask isn't really going to do anything because the small particles are going to go through the mask. Then the CDC said, yes, you have to. Then, no, you don't. Yes, you do. So everybody got used to, yes, you do. And then the mask is a sign of security. A Mask is a sign of being polite. I'm polite. I'm wearing a mask. I'm not going to infect anyone. I'm going to care about them, care about myself. So there's so many ideas and ideals attached to wearing a mask that taking off the mask for many people will be very difficult, is difficult. In California, we have June 15th as the day that our governor has said, no more masks. And uh, people are going, well, I think I still want one. So it's
0: difficult. So here we are really at this crossroads where it will be, it won't be mandated that you have to wear a mask in places, but still there is the option that masks can be worn and Maybe what it is we need to just really get clear in our minds what it is that we need to do for ourselves, and by standing firmly with that, is that going to help us moving forward? I think it will help
1: us a great deal. Uh, I uh, evidently, in the last week when we've been talking about unmasking, I've had people who say they're not going to do it. They're going to wear their mask everywhere even including in their house. So I think it will be a matter of personal preference, but I think there are going to be a lot of psychological repercussions from taking this mask off. Uh, One person said, I feel naked without a mask. (laughs) You know, I feel vulnerable. And it's very interesting what the mask has taken on. And so I tell them to go talk to their counselor, talk about feelings of vulnerability and what that means for them.
0: So that's where the uh, the choice of, even though it's not mandated, but if it makes me feel more comfortable, then and i feel that uh, i am protecting myself against some sort of well just germs i i mean uh, in the larger scope of things people have said that you know over the last year uh it's not necessarily about covid but they found oh i didn't get like a regular kind of flu i did not get colds like i would normally get uh you know once or twice during a season so I I think people have noticed that, you know, around us exists all the pollution and the germs that maybe the mask is a protective barrier.
1: It could be. It could be, you know. I think one of the benefits of the mask has been people becoming more conscious not to sneeze on people or cough on other people. Uh, It's a reminder of taking that six-foot distance away from other people, uh, it is also a reminder of washing our hands, being, you know, when this started, uh, I couldn't believe that people didn't wash their hands. (laughs) It's like, oh my God, why aren't you washing your hands all the time? You know? I mean, that's like number one. Yes. (laughs) I don't know how people forgot.
0: Good hygiene, yes, very basic.
1: Basic hygiene. When you come, uh, when you come home, you know, usually you head to the bathroom, wash your face, neck, ears, and hands. Sometimes you wash your feet. You know, sometimes you jump in the shower to get clean. Before you cook anything, you go in the kitchen. First thing you do, you wash your hands you've been outside and you come in the first thing you do is wash your hands uh, <clears throat> so I think that the mask is representing a better quality of hygiene as well Exactly. and I think that's a good thing
0: right and you know just kind of on the other side or distance from just good hygiene uh, and because of wearing having the mask for such a long period of time it was natural that it would become somewhat of a fashion statement because you see all these designs and shapes and comments and whatever on it so in that way I think too it's an accessory that some people feel I like this this is a, a good addition just even besides being healthy
1: well you're right you're absolutely right And people have, because we're so creative, people have taken the mask and uh, made it in many different patterns, even a little bit of shape. And so it is. It's a fashion statement. It's, It's a statement of individuality, of creativity. So I definitely think that is going to be difficult. So we have to express our creativity in a different way. Eventually, I think everyone will not be wearing a mask. But for right now, I think most people will be for the next few months.
0: Yes, because it still will be a transition period of we're kind of in this murky time of moving from having it mandated and needing to for health reasons with The world essentially opening up and people becoming, uh, getting back into their office spaces or workplaces and commuting and that sort of thing. So we are in a time of change once again. And uh, it will seem that COVID cases will go down and we should, in that case, feel safer. But we still may see people continue to wear masks for, for some of the reasons we already just mentioned.
1: Yes, we will, and, and that's okay. And I know that I've been talking to others about, well, what if people look at you funny, or what if people make fun of you because you have a mask? And it's like, mm, I don't think people are going to make fun of you <laughs> because you have a mask. People aren't in the mood right now of making fun of others when this pandemic has been so serious and anything we can do to keep others and ourselves safe has been so touted, it's okay. Because I go to the market, and everybody's wearing masks, even outside. And no one is looking strangely at other people. So I think people are going to have to be willing to deal with their own issues, because these are personal issues about the mass the mass has taken on more than it was meant to be and that is always interesting when we go and say okay now it's time to stop and uh it's it's been a difficult time for so many people being inside not seeing others and suddenly saying okay now you can see others i have people calling me up saying i don't want to see anybody i've become so comfortable by myself and I can get everything delivered. I can work from my house. I don't have to get dressed up. I don't have to worry about how I look. I don't have to worry about, you know, how I speak. So these are all issues we're going to have to deal with as we go on to the whole rest of 2021.
0: And forward from here.
1: And forward from here. And, uh, it will be interesting to see. My clients are definitely mostly great. When the time comes, I'm willing to take off my mask. I'm willing, though, not to go into crowded places that are concealed. don't want to go into crowded bars. I was in one of the local restaurants yesterday thinking I was going to be able to get a sandwich, but it also has a bar. The place was Person to person touching next to each other. It was so odd. And I just thought, oh, maybe this is not a place I need to come to
0: again Mm -hmm. for a while. Yes. I guess we've been somewhat conditioned, at least many of us, to keeping some distance. We've always had sort of a bubble that's been a comfort zone. But Since the start of the pandemic, we've really been much more aware of how close we want to move around other people, at least most of us. I mean, I still find that I am hyper-conscious of that and have to move out of the way or stop to allow people to go by because it seems that there's that kind of unconsciousness about it.
1: Yes, exactly. So... I think it's interesting that this particular restaurant bar was always crowded. And then when the OK was, OK, we can go inside, this place just reverted back to its very full capacity personality. And uh, nobody in there, I, I looked at everyone, and none of the servers or greeters acted like anything was
0: wrong.
1: (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay.
0: (laughs) But in your own self-care, you decided, okay, this is not a good place for me to be at this time.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Not at this time. So I think we all have to make those decisions. What is a good place to be? Who are good people to see? How do I see them? I have clients because it's hot in California. So they're doing the backyard barbecue, social distancing as a way of seeing people. But even when they're not eating or drinking, they're putting their masks on. But as a way of getting back to socializing. And I I was fortunate enough to be on a TV show yesterday in, in Cincinnati. And the gentleman was talking about, well, how do you get back to normality? I said, very slowly, and baby steps. And this is maybe a baby step of meeting with people, social distancing in the backyard or in a park, and getting used to having people in your universe, live people. Before you go to the shopping center, on the weekend I – happened to pop into a shopping center that I had gone to before the pandemic, just popped in and out, never thought anything about it. And when I went in, I went, oh, my God, where are all these people coming from? There were people everywhere. And it was a bit of a culture shock. My body could feel, oh, what's this? So I think to start slowly with friends, backyard or a park, and then to maybe go to the kids baseball game again distancing but being around people and then and then starting out from there but just directly going to the crowded shopping center with all the noise and, and people yelling and kids crying it, it's a little bit of an overdue for sensation you know mm-hmm quite
0: something. So this is a time where it's a relearning experience and a, an opportunity to really pay attention to our inner self, to what is comfortable, what's not, how to honor that. And yet, in some cases, maybe to, to give ourselves a little push because we can't stay reclusive forever, Not not in a healthy sense, I don't think. No.
1: And yes, give ourselves a little push. Even go down, we have small towns where I live, go down the main street with a friend and see other people who are walking down the street and looking in the shop windows and enjoying that, that amount of, of a stimulation, seeing how that works. But yes, we must get back to being interactive and being with people. And the truth is there are a lot of us in most places. And certainly when we go to a mall, there are a lot of us in the mall. <laughs> and it, it's just going to take some time, I think, for people to realize that it's okay and to get back to being able to deal with that kind of stimulation.
0: And in the course of that wearing a mask is part of the experience. If we feel comfortable with the mask on and want to continue that, then we have that option. There's not going to be like the the mask police will say, you can't wear a mask. I don't think.
1: Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So uh, people getting nervous about it. Nobody is going to come and say, oh, take that mask off. You know, nobody really cares, uh, especially now. I mean, in the throes of the pandemic, of course you had to wear a mask in, in all the different, in our grocery store, they were very strict about staying six feet apart, only letting so many people in the store at a time, wearing the mask, sterilizing your hands before you go in. Now, if you feel more comfortable being out starting your journey back to interacting with people with a mask, please do. Please do. Nobody is going to make fun of you or point at you or anything. You know, people are having their own issues. In California, we just had a little earthquake, and it reminds me that, you know, we live in a place with earthquakes. And then this morning in the news, they were saying, Uh, people are wanting to get back to work and the restaurants are having a really hard time finding workers. And then with this cyber attack on the large meat distributor, the meat prices are going to go way up. And one man in San Francisco closed his delicatessen. He said because he'd have to charge $30 for a sandwich. So there's so many issues going on now it's okay to wear a mask. It's okay to understand that there are a lot of issues for a lot of people that require everybody to be patient. And I think it's important to to develop that patience as we go back and interact with each other. I think we've talked, you and I have talked about going back to the workplace and how many people are saying no I think I'd rather stay home but the workplace is saying no come two days a week at least and they're distancing and wearing a mask except when you're at your desk you can take it off but if you get up you need to wear it so there are all these new rules new interactions and it will feel very new for people going back to their office interacting with their old office mates, and many of whom they haven't seen for over a year and a half. And so just take it easy. Be patient with yourself. Notice what you're feeling. Don't push your feelings down. Notice. And when you have a quiet moment, maybe when you come home, take a quiet moment and say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to know what I'm feeling, ready to deal with my feelings. Where did they come from? Uh, Do I need these feelings anymore? And maybe not. Maybe you can say, okay, you know, I've learned a lot and I set you free. I don't have to have a lot of these thoughts and feelings, judgments. I just need to know that I am okay right now. And I think the thing that the pandemic has taught us is to learn to be present in the moment now. Because when we're in the now, nothing is wrong. There can't be upset. There's only joy in the now. And I think it's been a good lesson for people.
0: Patience. That is of an excellent word to, I feel, keep at the center of our thinking, just to have patience. Patience. With ourselves to begin with, and and I think then that might ripple out to be patient with others as well. That we can only get better if we really practice some better uh, attitudes and movements going forward.
1: Yes, that word attitude has been such a wonderful word. You know, uh, Doctor Jampolsky formed the Center for Attitudinal Healing. Many years ago, I known Dr. Jem Polsky for several years, and I told him you stole my work. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted. <laughs> Attitude is so much, and I, I talk to people. I say, they said, well, you know, uh, Dr. Athens or Catherine, how is it you get along and and people are so kind to you? I said, well, I said, I try to be kind to others. And have a good attitude. What is your attitude today? You know? Are you demanding? Are you angry? Nobody wants to be around that. And so I think that we could say to your listeners, what is your attitude at this moment? And to build an attitude of gratitude, as we say in metaphysics. Mm -hmm. And really be grateful for everything. And I think that's one of the keys to coming back and interacting with people. Is to be grateful for these people, that they're alive and they're in your life and you have the opportunity to interact.
0: Yes. Yes, indeed, for all of that. And so patience, an attitude of gratitude, and then that, real self-awareness of just paying attention to what our feelings are. And th- there's like this internal dialogue that will keep going on within us and to pay attention to that and have that more patient, positive conversation with ourself. Exactly. Exactly. Have
1: patience with yourself. There was a sign years ago in the San Jose Unity Church. It was a poster in the kitchen. And there was this little boy who was just having a great time playing in the mud. And he looks up and he goes, I know I'm great because God don't make no junk. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's it just is so great to see this little kid having such a great time, getting covered with mud, having so much fun, having a great smile, being so happy, and understanding if each of us understands, no, you know, you are great. You are a miracle. You are amazing. And to start with that, and then we can calm down. We can just go, okay, you know, what is it for me to do today for each of us? whether it's to wear a mask, to not wear a mask, to be willing to go back to work, to be willing to uh, follow some new protocols, all of those things are fine.
0: Yes. Yes, absolutely. And to keep having these kinds of conversations maybe once having heard this this morning you can go out to a friend a coworker and incorporate that uh, into your daily life
1: that would be lovely incorporate that right. incorporate these things into your daily life and life will get easier
0: So we should mention your website, Dr. Athens, so that people can get more information, see what you're doing, and see all that you have written, because there's so much resources in the books that you've written in, including the more recent one, The Heart Brain, which is really, um, we've talked about this one before, but it's really a critical piece of work that's going to help for right now and going forward.
1: Thank you, yes. So
0: my website for everyone
1: is katherineathensphd.com, and it's C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E, and the last name is spelled A-T-H-A-N-S, not E, but A-N-S, all one word, Katherineathensphd.com, And you can email me at katharineathensphd at yahoo, Dot com, and if you are old fashioned and want to call me, you can call me on my office phone at six five zero nine four eight one seven nine six. So there's so many ways to reach me. Please look at the heart brain. Uh, we came out with a second edition. Uh, the heart is such an amazing, amazing center an organ and center for wisdom and knowledge and also remembering that the heart sends the information up to the brain. The heart is in charge of the body and it really needs to do its work. And the way it does its work is we breathe and we calm down. That allows the heart to work because when we're stressed, it's even worse. Oh, I think we had a statistic about that. Being stressed is worse than smoking three packs of cigarettes a day to the whole system, to the kidneys, to the liver. And having this surge of adrenaline really stresses the heart and stresses the whole body. So learning to live in a relaxed manner, breathing, slowly stopping, saying, okay, where am I right now? Taking a breath, really slowly exhaling, feeling your body, saying, okay, allowing your mind to work, allowing yourself to receive your intuition. It takes that kind of slowing down, purposeful saying, okay, This is what I need to know to do the next step. So the heart brain is
0: lovely. Well, thank you for sharing about all of that, Dr. Athens. And thank you for taking your time with us again today and helping us to just become much more aware, become more patient, and uh, move forward more lovingly in our lives.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank
0: you so much for having me. I really appreciate you
1: and all the work you do, you know, and and your listeners. God bless your listeners and and you for promoting healthy feelings and ideas and ways that we can be happier and healthier in our lives.
0: It's so important to keep having that conversation, keeping it at the forefront of our minds and our hearts. Yes. Yes.
1: Absolutely. So I pray you have a wonderful day. Yes.
0: And you as well. And many, many thanks.
1: Um, My pleasure. And thanks back. And thank you, everyone who's listening. So please take care.
0: That brings us to the end of this very full hour of inspirational women with Dr. Catherine Athens and Sunday Morning Magazine with Kevin Peterson and David Rabadi. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I will get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast on our Warm 106.9 webpage. Just click on the podcast tab, then either of the show names, and then look for the guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of both introspection and of communicating this with those close to you.